Hey everyone, welcome to the Grabs Podcast, where we bring the stories of real-life rescues to you firsthand from those involved. Uh, I'm your host today, Grant. Today with me, I got Joey Yadler from Charlotte uh, Fire Department, and he's going to talk to us about a grab they made on March 16th, 2021. What's going on, Joe? Uh, not a whole lot. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in the fire service, and your department? fire service uh, 16 years I'm married with two girls uh, 14 and 6 um, I ride the back of engine 43 in Charlotte and uh, I've moved from a couple different departments to get to where I'm at now so and then uh, tell us about Charlotte fire department the kind of the breakdown uh, of engines trucks stations that kind of stuff uh, we have 43 fire stations currently 44 engines, 16 ladders, two heavy rescues, eight battalions, about uh, 1,100 guys. And then, so who, what are you guys getting on a first alarm working house fire uh, resource-wise? Typically, it's four engines, um, high risk. We're getting two ladders off the initial, working on getting that change to be on all boxes, but four engines, two ladders, two chiefs, the rescue and a safety officer. And then talk to us a little bit about your search culture. Who's responsible for search uh, on your incidents? Uh, So we have a very them first department. Um, So basically it's whoever's there, you know, within the job task and what is assigned. And, you know, if there's a immediate uh, showing of risk of life, then, you know, the first arriving will be going straight to search if needed. Um, do you guys run instant command driven pre-arrival assignments or what, how do you guys run your fires there? Uh, we have uh, tactical guidelines, but it's mainly the, you know, up to whoever's got command. And I'd say we're not necessarily pre-arrival um, instructions, but, you know, there is kind of a, uh, a stepping beat that we, we try to stick to. All right, and then walk us through, you're on the rig for the day, walk us through what the discussion's like uh, with the crew on how you guys are gonna complete a search, uh, like what your game plan is. Um, you know, it just depends a lot on, on the structure of the house or the, the building, and ultimately it comes up to either the company officer or, uh, or the crew that's searching. So we're very fortunate that all our rigs are staffed every day with four people. Our rescues are staffed with five people. So, um, you know, a lot of times if you're first arriving, your captain might be setting up, you know, command or doing the outside stuff until a chief gets there. And, uh, you know, going in, whether we're splitting a room or, you know, VESing through a window and splitting down a hallway. But it, it's, it has a lot to do with the experience level of the crew and, you know, the captain that's in hand and what they're comfortable with. Uh, so all things are on, uh, available for uh, doing the search like oriented search split search ves yeah. whatever whatever the captain's discretion is there. yeah 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 we're we're pretty aggressive when it comes to that kind of stuff uh, ves is not an uncommon thing at all it's actually used a lot just for access you know if a uh, a primary access way is jammed up with other guys 
Very cool. All right, uh, take us to March 16th, 2021, and talk to us about this run. All right, so I was uh, actually working a trade for a guy, and uh, it's about 4 or 5 o'clock. We get hit for a structure fire, and, you know, as soon as we leave the station, out of Station 43, we are uh, we're, we're getting notes, and we're getting stuff over from our dispatch center that, hey, this is going to be a working fire, and there's going to be uh, possibly people trapped inside. As we get closer, you know, they give us more information. They say that there's a uh, an 11 year old girl and a five year old boy trapped inside. They tell us that they're at the window, and um, you know they can hear our sirens via the phone that we're getting closer, and they're just talking through, giving her instructions. Um, so we arrive, and as we're getting there, they're telling us possibly that her uncle is inside as well, and we pull up and as we pull up through the parking lot, we can see her uh, beating on the inside of the, the window or the screen. So uh, initially a captain had told us we didn't know where they were going to be, but was going to have a split and have uh, the other guy riding the back with me uh, go through the front door. And then I was taking a ladder and I was going to go through the back window through the Charlie side just to kind of hit both sides. But as we're pulling up and, and getting into place, we can see him at the screen. So that changed. And we went straight to uh, straight to the target and hit them. So I threw the ladder and we got the ladder up to the window. We can see her and um, the guy that's right in the back of me, he climbed up and the 11 year old girl, she handed out her five year old brother to him and started climbing down as they were climbing down. She's coming out the window like she wants out. And so I climbed up next to him and grabbed her and brought them both down and then uh, the second arriving company wasn't even on scene yet by this time. Did you guys do dual ladders with that or how did you uh, come up with her? No, it was just one roof ladder. It was one of those, one of those things like she was coming out regardless and definitely wanted somebody there with her. So as he was coming down with uh, Hampton, the five-year-old, I went up and grabbed her. Nice. Uh, what were conditions in that room as you guys made it up there? Uh, it was heavy smoke pushing out the window. So kind of the backstory of this, she and her brother were taking a nap in their bedroom. It's a uh, four unit apartment, low income housing um, with a, a center hallway corridor on one side and then exterior doors with landings on the backside. And uh, I guess what had happened, she'd taken a nap with her brother, woken up to some smoke, went out and the kitchen was on fire. So this little girl was on it, man. She, uh, she went and she checked the fire saw that it was a fire, went back to her room, closed the door, shoved something underneath the bottom of the door, grabbed her brother, put him under the window, covered him up, opened the window, and then called 911. Dang, that's like picture perfect what we tell them to do in fire safety yeah. times, right? Yeah, you know, and so when everything was all said and done and we got to talk to him and, you know, just kind of relive everything that we'd gone through, you know, we asked him, like, how did you learn? How did you know about this? Like, have you been through, you know, one of our youth camps through the fire department? Is it from school? And surprisingly, her, uh, her education was from real life experience. She started pointing at other structures and other buildings in the complex and said, well, I remember when that one burned up, you know, X, Y, Z, this many people died. And I remember when that one burned up last year and, you know, this person died and just seeing all these different things and living all these uh, experiences taught her different ways to like protect herself. 
Dang, that's a that's an awesome story. Uh, when she hits eighteen, definitely give her an application or whatnot, right? Yeah, you know. So that was the other thing we told him, like, hey, you really got to. Uh, the fire department has a perfect opportunity to, you know, give her an award or like hold her up because she was a rock star. She made our job easy that day. That's cool. What else? Um, so, when did you find out? You said you had reports that the uncle might be inside. You know, once you got them down, what was what was your transition like, or what did you guys do from that point? So as soon as we got down, um, I had, you know, her and I took Hampton, her brother, and then the guy that was riding the back with me. He was going back in to finish a primary. Captain was outside. Our engineer was stretching a line, so then the second due company could grab that line and go in. Um, and then as soon as a, a company or an, a medic unit got there, I handed the kids off and we went back in. I went through the uh, the landing door to meet up with the other firefighter, you know, to complete the primary in the room while they were doing fire attack. Um, the uncle ended up not being there. It was she was sleeping and he was supposed to be watching them and he was cooking and left to go get something. And uh, so he he showed up on scene with the grandma and the mother a little later. Crazy story. You know, I, I love this one because it's atypical. Uh, a lot of the grabs podcasts we do, you know, people are going inside and making the interior grab, but the heads up by you and your crew, by, by looking at what the building's giving you, uh, it's a clue uh, if they're presenting at the window and transitioning to that. Uh, so kudos to you guys for that. Um, yeah. And overall, just an awesome story. Like, I want to mark this one off and share it with my kids that this isn't just a cool fireman story and how you get a uh, assist out the, out the window, but kids can be, uh, they can take responsibility for themselves. You also take uh, what our fire message is and we say, Hey, uh, close the door. We're going to come get you. And then how BS is it for us to call a, a house all clear or nothing survivable from the outside? We have to occupy those spaces. And had those had those people not been present at the window, what would that search look like? Uh, you know, different wise. So pretty cool. Yeah, that uh, that that kind of throws in the whole thing. Like the whole part of what we do in occupying space, um, it goes back to just doing your job. Right. And that's all aspects that I believe. So, you know, pulling hose and searching, that's definitely what we like doing. But when it comes to the end of the day, fire prevention and doing little things like that, like that saves the lives of that little girl and that brother, too. Absolutely. Anything else? Any other takeaways from this uh, from you and your crew? Would you guys discuss afterwards or anything you do? Uh, no, you know, teamwork and just having uh, a communication with each other. This was only the second time I'd ever worked with this crew. And, you know, I didn't know any of them personally or outside. So just communicating and having a very clear and concise open communication is definitely what drove it um, and made it work to what it was. And then just, you know, knowing what to do and, and taking care of what needed to be done. And, you know, uh, I know you train a lot, teach a lot. And sometimes us fire nerds get branded. They're like, why are you working on mask up? Or why are you working on the... Uh uh your stretches or why are you working on throwing ladders all the time it, it is what it is and i think the point of it is is to be those things should be not the issue it frees our brain to be able to look for uh other things that are developing in the fire scene such as you know just even seeing victims at a window if we're too concentrated on our host stretcher that this ladder is going to end up like a necklace on us we're not paying attention to that other stuff so yeah um, and uh cool. i mean 
another little quick thing with that building that kind of, it was an audible is, you know, we're being told that they're at the back of the apartment and the way that this apartment and parking lot was set up, the back of the apartment faced the parking lot. So if they weren't at the window, we were thinking they were going to be on the opposite side of the apartment than where they really were. So it was kind of unique and, you know, a learning thing for us now that we do know that, that the people that live there think the back of their apartment is really opposite of their entryway. And it, it ended up being opposite of what we thought. Crazy. All right, Joe. Well, I appreciate you sharing the story with us. Uh, if you get a grab or assist alive or deceased, um, go to www.firefighterrescuesurvey.com, fill out that short survey. Uh, we're, we're trying to get that information. It's for us, by us, and it's making a huge difference. Uh, go on, check out the website, and uh, that's stuff you can use with your crew uh, to train from and whatnot. Uh, if you want to record the, your grab story on this podcast, get a hold of me, Grant Schwabe, get a hold of Nick Ladine or Justin McWilliams uh, on any social medias or uh, otherwise. So until next time, thanks for listening.